my plan was to use the radio station to make money and that's what i was doing so while i was at the station i met a lot of the guys that were doing clubs and i would start opening up for them uh on their nights so jay scratch was actually one of the one of the first guys who who uh told me hey i want you to open up at one of my clubs and and uh that's that's kind of how it started that's tight. but i didn't get paid for a long time at the station but I figured out how to use the radio station to to make money. You are now tuned in to Sippin' with Sky. What up? It's your boy Sky, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sippin' with Sky. And today's guest is one of my best friends, my boy, a great, great guy, DJ Mambo. What up, man? How you doing, bro? Good. I see some beers. Let's do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy how'd you know i wanted one of these bro you know what it's a great beer local beer and you look thirsty you had that look on your face that you because really I, I ran over here bro I'm oh yeah just, no i'm just playing i don't, <laughs> I don't run <laughs> so how's your day been man uh busy man so uh my days are long you know that yeah. uh you know it's it's uh it's funny because we planned this uh what like two weeks ago yeah so i made sure it was in my calendar because yeah. we always say like we're gonna get together and it never happens yeah so uh i think that's the key man put it put it on my calendar right yeah it, what trips me out is uh before i really got to know you um i used to always think that you had like the best life in the world and you only worked like five hours a day no you have the best <laughs> life bro you work at a liquor store come on man <laughs> cheers to that bro <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's busy. A lot of people always think that because we're on the radio in the morning that our day's done at 10. Yeah. But no, nah, the fun ends at 10 and yeah. then the work starts yeah. at, at 10. Like, I really tripped out because back in the day, you used to come over here after work while I was still working. When I used to be working a lot of hours in here. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you still working? It's like seven o'clock at night. Yeah. And a lot of people think that that it's it's all fun and games in there, but it's it's uh it's like any other job. It's yeah. just the the morning, you know. You, everyone who listens gets to hear the fun, but uh, you know, it's it's like an office job almost. What's What's crazy is um, just a couple of years ago, um, the Rico Mambo. You guys uh, ended up getting your own uh, local holiday, right? Yeah, we got. Uh, well, it's a day, Rico and Mambo Day, yeah. and it was for our uh, uh, twenty year anniversary. That's crazy. And that was. Uh, I think it was like like four years ago. Yeah. I so remember that. Uh, next year, twenty twenty one, it's going to be our twenty fifth year. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to make it to. So hopefully uh, Rico doesn't die on me. <laughs> and, you know. You know what's so funny? Uh, the other day you you posted a picture of Danny DeVito, right? And, yeah. And uh, honestly, I just saw the picture and I was like, oh man, Danny DeVito passed away. Because I just saw this picture that you posted. No, I call Rico Danny DeVito because I say he looks like him. Because you guys see him with his hat on. But if you see him without his hat, that's that's how his hair is. Wow, I've never seen him without a hat on. I don't think anyone has. Just, just I, I think he makes love to his wife with his hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I call him. It's it's like an ongoing joke. So yeah. that's funny that you said that because a lot of people hit me up. Like, yo, I thought Danny DeVito died. But, oh, really? So yeah. I wasn't the only one. Yeah, you weren't the only okay. one. So, no, nah, he's he's... He's still alive. Him and Betty White are hanging out, so <laughs> they're good. <laughs> um, so your whole start, I mean, obviously, I've been listening to you forever. 
I mean, dude, I I knew you were gonna ask that because <laughs> every time someone says that, it's they just make me feel old. So I it mean, is what it is, though. I remember. I think I was uh, last year of junior high. I started tuning in. And, and what what year was that? Like ninety six. Oh, see, that's that's when I just started. Yeah, but 97? we were doing. Uh, I think we were doing nights at the time. Yeah. And that's where uh, that's kind of like we, where we built our audience because. Uh, you know, it's a younger, younger audience and at night, you know, they used to listen while they were doing their homework. But, uh, you know, once we started doing mornings, a lot of the people that started listening to listening to us when we when they were young, by the time we did mornings, they were already in high school or coming out of high school. So, you know, a lot of people in this in, in the 805 grew up with us. The question is, is how did you put up working with Rico for so many years? It, how did he put up working with me? Because I I I put that that dude through hell sometimes. So that's you should ask him that question. Right, yeah. I, I definitely will. So you started. How did you get your your original start? Uh, well, I was a DJ. I used to DJ uh, parties and and then eventually moved on to DJing uh, nightclubs and stuff. And uh, that's kind of how uh, one of my DJ friends is is uh, his name's Armani. He's the one who introduced me to Rico because uh, Rico was dating his sister-in-law at the time or something. And I, I ended up going to the radio station and that's how I met Rico. And um, like, like how, how, how did the whole like start go? Like when you, you guys just started, you, so you went there as a temp, right? Well, actually I just went there with, with him because my friend worked there at the time. And one of the times I went, I think it was maybe the second time I went, Rico was looking for an intern, someone to answer the phones and, and write down shout outs. Okay. So uh, I started doing that for Rico and, and eventually uh, he put me on the spot and said, hey, read some of the shout outs. And that's that's how it started. So he, he put me on the spot to, to go on there. And while you're interning there, were you, uh, were you a paid intern or? No, I was, those were like, you had to be in school and I was not in school. So <laughs> we kind of bullshitted my way through it. But uh, my plan was to use the radio station to make money. And that's what I was doing. So while I was at the station, I met a lot of the guys that were doing clubs and I would start opening up for them uh, on their nights. So Jay Scratch was actually one of the, one of the first guys who, who uh, told me, Hey, I want you to open up at one of my clubs. And and uh, that's that's kind of how it started. That's tight. But I didn't get paid for a long time at the station. But I figured out how to use the radio station to to make money. So basically, using the leverage of the you know obviously being on air. Now yeah, and putting and putting that logo on on things and you know it it just like uh, a lot of uh, clubs used to say like oh you work at the station and then they would you know we would build that relationship and eventually end up DJing there. Uh, same with promoters, you know, so it was just I guess they thought you were going to talk about their event on the radio. So yeah. they, they ended up hiring you for, for for stuff like that. Now, did you obviously you've been you were doing DJs like house DJs before, like parties and stuff like that, right? Yeah, well, I always liked the uh, dance music and that uh -huh. was that was kind of my thing. Uh, when when I got asked to DJ at the radio station, uh, you know, all the DJs there were like hip hop heads and, and I kind of came and, and, and played dance music. And, and that's kind of how 
I guess they they let me in because before if you if you were a hip hop DJ they weren't letting nobody in so I guess they said hey he's cool he plays dance music so oh nice yeah I mean would you have ever thought that when you're growing up what did you think that you were going to going to do or what did you want to do as a kid you know what I knew I knew music it was gonna dude I've always been like like that dude who who always looks for the easy job so uh i just wanted an easy job so once i i got my foot in the door uh i still didn't take it serious for a long time but then eventually i started seeing a lot of these these guys who uh who i used to look up to in radio and these guys were driving around in nice cars and uh uh they had nice houses and i was like yo this could this could be a job for you you know like a career because before i just looked at it as you know having uh having spending money to drink go out you know be at the club get paid but uh eventually i took it serious and that's how we started doing the morning show and an easy way to pick up chicks right nah, being a, being nah, a nah, club nah, dj back in the all, day bro. when you've been in love <laughs> i've always been in love even before i met my wife i was in love wow where's you're, the camera you're, you're one of a kind yeah she right knows <laughs> Nice, yeah, man. but it was it was just I always liked that scene. I don't know what it was, but you know, since I was uh, young, you know, uh, break dancing, you know, I was into it. Uh, DJing, I was into it. So, you know, the music part. I mean, I I didn't know how to sing. I didn't know how to rap. I didn't know how to play instruments. But uh, once uh, you know, you 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 were able to play for people and and make them dance. I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Yeah, you, you found your passion and uh, you turned it into a career. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know what? It's it's crazy because thanks to like, you know, like like I said earlier, Armani, uh, who's who's an old friend. And I still talk to him, uh, him linking me up with Rico and just just uh, to me, it's always been about relationships. 100 percent. And I think I've told you that, like, yeah, like to me, uh, relationships are more are worth more to me than than uh, than money. Without a doubt. Cause you never know, you know, uh, I mean, I've told you like, sometimes like someone will call me and says, Hey, I need so-and-so's number. And I'm like, uh, he's not easy to get to. Yeah. So it's always like, to me, it's always been about relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause, uh, obviously in, you know, in, uh, in our path with the business that, you know, we started together as well, we see a lot of people that just try to use people to climb over people. Oh yeah. And uh, it just sometimes it, I don't get it. No, I've, and I've told you like you know a lot of people like I'm I'm not the type to jump on things quick. Like I like to think about things, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't like that. I mean, when it comes to to like the radio stuff, like I know sometimes we got to do stuff quick. Yeah. But when it comes to like business stuff, uh, or introducing someone to someone, I always look at the history. Yeah. And I always look like look at things like. All right, that guy's burned so many people and he wants me to introduce him to one of my good friends. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So I, I always, you know, analyze things before I, I go through with them. And, you know, being who you are and the brand that you've created, uh, you and Rico, um, you guys probably get hit up nonstop all oh, the time. Bro, by all the time, man. Yeah. And you know what? It's crazy because sometimes I guess people think that we just carry uh, tickets or gift cards with us all, at all times. <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a. I mean, it, 
what i like is 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 when stuff like that happens is like they think of us because we've been there to help people many yeah, times 100 but sometimes it sucks because you know i'm still a broke mexican and yeah. i can't i can't help everyone yeah. but uh it's always it's always good it, i guess it's always a good feeling to be able to help somebody yeah. and 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 for for them to think of you and you know sometimes it's like some of the the worst times in their life whether they lost a job or a loved one and they hit you up and you're able to help it's it's just like adult feeling to yeah. to feel that yeah I yeah mean, just like your hat the 805 strong you know just recently we had the thomas fires and we were able to team up oh, yeah, together that, that was dope man that was it that was a great feeling because you just seen the whole community come together and uh from from uh what it was while the fires were going on to uh you know me and you communicating everyone at the radio station communicating uh vincenzo who no. who puts up puts up these uh beer festivals uh to make it into a community event it was just uh it was just adult yeah. feeling man it's you know it's crazy when you see uh the hillsides on fire on tv and you're just like oh man that sucks but this time I'm watching the fires burning and I'm watching your house on TV. Your oh, yeah, damn yeah, yeah, house. Yeah, that was crazy because um, it was funny because we were one of the first ones to get evacuated. And uh, uh, it was funny because I told my wife, like, yo, like you and the kids go to my mom's. I was trying to get all the important papers that I needed, documents. And, uh, you know, I threw them all in a suitcase my phone was blowing up because you know they were showing like our house, house. it wasn't like our neighborhood no, it was like your house yeah because they seen my car out there and people were hitting me up saying like yo your house is on the news are you are you out of there are you home and uh my uh my stepdad and my mom ended up showing up and i remember that i don't know how they got in the house but they said hey you gotta you gotta get out of here but i was already on my way out but oh, but I, I I could understand why people were hitting me up because I wasn't I wasn't uh, returning nobody's call I wasn't uh, picking up nobody's call so yeah I, that that day was crazy man. And, and the thing that really gets me about you is um, you're always willing to help everybody else out. But when when there's a time where like I know that I'm like hey it'd be good for you know you to get some help you don't want help you're like you're that guy that what what, what why is that. I don't know. I've always, I've always wanted to figure it out for myself. And then I always, uh, I guess I always have my go-tos of who, who I ask for help. And, uh, I just don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I know, I know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there's, there's a lot of people that, that come to me for the right reasons. But then again, there's, uh, there's people who, uh, who need help like every week. And those are the people. That's not who yeah. I want to be. No. So no. that's why I don't like rich reaching out to people. I don't yeah. want to, you know. And it, it it happens rarely, bro. It's not like you know, it's not like uh, all the time. Yeah. But you know, when when it does happen, like I, I for some reason I always go to my mom. Like yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And sometimes like I know she can, she can't help me, but you know, mom, my mom always figures it out. I don't know yeah. how, but it's always been like that so yeah with uh with me as well man my mom's my happy place oh yeah man it's 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 
it's crazy my me, me and my mom always we've always had a uh a, a weird relationship but uh uh I, I already know, like, if something happens, like, I already know who I'm going to call, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, I mean, Rico's always been cool with me, too. Like, we've, uh, there's been times where, where uh, we've both been struggling, and, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's came through. Yeah. And it's always not like, like, a like a phone call or anything. It's like, we kind of know each other, and yeah. it's, it's just weird, like, you know, from working so long together uh he knows like yo what's wrong you good so so we kind of know when something's up yeah it's kind of like when you get that shit from your from your uh from your your wife like yeah. oh shit she's gonna hit me up on something yeah. or some shit so yeah. it's it's kind of like like that feeling i mean like i mean you guys have been in this business relationship longer than most people's marriages. oh yeah man <laughs> and you know what it's funny because uh, uh i forgot what comedian made a joke but he said the 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 same thing he's all like man you you you've outlasted Rico's first marriage, and now you know this. You know you've been with him longer than his now wife. So wow, yeah, that's crazy. It's a trip, man. And uh, talking about uh, you guys' show, um, I would always trip out about the dilemma of the day. I would always be be listening to it, and uh, I'm like, man, this is made up. Like back in the day when I was young, I was like, there's no way this stuff is real. Oh, dude, I think I've showed you dilemmas as I get them. Bro, I was at the, at your guys' office, right? And he was, uh, Rico was showing me and you were showing yeah. me. You're like, look, this just came in. And I was like, no way. Like, and they're all real. Like, I mean, at least to your guys' knowledge, you yeah. guys got it. Sometimes anonymous, sometimes directly from people's Facebook. You know what's crazy is sometimes I don't believe some of them and I'll tell Rico like, nah, let's not do that one because... People ain't gonna believe it. Yeah. But um, I, I'm not sure what podcast <clears throat> I shared it in. I think it was uh, on uh, Frank's on Downstar. Uh, I think uh, I was telling them that I was arguing, not arguing, but having a discussion with with uh, one of our listeners in in public. Yeah. And he was calling me out like, "Oh, you guys make that shit up." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And the person who sent the dilemma actually came up to me during that time and said hey i want to thank you for doing my dilemma and i said oh which one was yours and it was the one that that we were arguing about well not arguing but having yeah. a discussion about and he was there with you when she came yeah up? so he started no tripping way. out yeah so uh, i even tripped out because yeah. i was like what are the odds of us discussing this dilemma and, and the person right that it was hits me up on it so it, it was just uh it was just a trip have you guys ever thought about calling back some of the old dilemmas and doing like a, you know, like what what I, happened next? We we've had people update us on oh, stuff, yeah? yeah. But uh, I I mean I I try not to just because you know I know I know sometimes like people want to be anonymous about it, Got and it. we don't want to like you know put them on blast. Yeah, yeah. But I mean a lot a lot of the ones that we get as, as a listener we would I think it'd be entertaining. <laughs> it it is, but I mean at the same time it's like I think about like some of the, I mean before I didn't give a shit, but now as 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 an adult I look at it and I was like, man, that's someone's life that we're laughing at or yeah. situation, you know what I mean? I mean a lot of them are about cheating, yeah. but you know, it's funny until until it's happening it to, to you. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think dilemmas could go on forever, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. I mean, you guys have been... How long have you been running the dilemma for? Uh, since we started the morning show, which is like 
uh, 2001, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. So it's just, you know, everyone has problems, bro. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I love um, I love how just recently um, you started a, a brand new podcast. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think we're we're uh, one our like 12th episode. I think. Yeah. It's funny as hell. And it all started from some of your listeners yeah, on Dilemma of the we, Day. We, we invited some listeners. And uh, now uh, we switched it up with another member, which mm -hmm. is our old co-worker, Stutter. Okay. And it's just the combo is, is it's just four crazy dudes just yeah. talking shit about random topics. It, it is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's just, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's like the, the morning show, but where we're able to say bad words yeah. and say whatever's on our mind so the unedited version yeah it's fun it's yeah. real fun yeah, yeah I, I i love tuning into that it is so hilarious um what's the name prince prince blunt prince blount yeah prince blount prince blount he's so funny he just yeah. cracks me up yeah stutter, stutters stutters next level too <laughs> like uh uh, uh, Prince Blount, like I think he's just trying to hump chicks, but you know, <laughs> that's his business, bro. But uh, uh, Stutter, he's just—I mean, it's been like since 2009 that we work with him, so yeah. he kind of just—he's picking up where we left off. So it's—it's it's just funny because now you know, he's got I think four daughters, and oh, wow. and you know his wifey, so he lives in a crib with with five women, and they're driving him crazy, bro. So. <laughs> That fool should have a reality show, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. You never know. This could. This whole thing might be a start of that. Yeah. So I. So the, the name of the podcast is Four Locos, and it's four of us, and we each come with a topic every week. Uh, we discuss it for ten minutes, and uh, we just it's it's just a short every week. You know, forty to fifty minutes. Yeah, I. You know what I personally love is when you get somebody really heated. And that 10 minutes runs up. Oh, yeah, up. It, it, it happens. <laughs> so when the 10 minutes is up, uh, there's a buzzer that goes off. And the rule is that we have to move on. But, you know, most of the time we we try to wrap it up in another minute. But uh, sometimes when we just want to piss someone off and they want to keep talking about it, we just say, nope, that's it. That's, that's it. it. And then once we get to the next topic, they're already pissed off from the other topic. So it just changes the direction of... of uh, of the show and they try to find an, a reason to talk about to bring it, it up still, again right? yeah yeah they try to relate yep. it to yep. the other uh, so right topic. now right now i think it's uh rico the one that that we're pissing off a lot because of the the dodgers drama that's going on oh yeah the asterix yeah yeah so are you a dodger fan yeah oh okay yeah yeah i'm you know i'm uh, my biggest is obviously the lakers you know that mm -hmm. diehard laker fan uh but uh, dodgers is my is definitely my my baseball team yeah it's just i just think it's funny because i i'm i'm that guy like if i if i find out what gets on you like yeah. i'm gonna push that button yeah. oh yeah and, I, uh, I hear it i, I hear it every it with morning you, with the lakers <laughs> yeah, a couple oh yeah, of times. yeah. yeah. but you know what honestly i probably enjoy going to a laker game most with you because you're always on the other team no matter who yeah. we're playing yeah so it's like that rivalry so it's fun too you know i don't let it get to me you yeah know? I, but i think a lot of people do let like the like rico like when the cowboys lose bro Whoa. oh my god bro like like it's one thing when i tell them on the radio but off air like when i could go in on them and you know i i sometimes that sometimes that man's in tears from yeah. the shit that i tell them yeah and one thing that cracks me up is sometimes I'll, I'm hearing your guys' conversation on air 
and then somebody else is next to me or in the store, right? So, because we play it every morning and, uh, you know, here at Happy Place Craft Beer and uh, a customer will be like, there's no way that's, you know, that's scripted or he, you know, he did this. I was like, nah, bro, this is all legit. I was like, I'm there and he's really pissing him off right now. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like you really piss him off and... It, it fucking it it sounds so good as a as a listener. Bro. I think one of the things that we get hit up on is that, and I, and I think there's been one time. I guess there's there's two Ricos and there's two Mambos. So we know if 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 Rico and Mambo are are pissed off on the air, and those mics go off, like once the mics turn off, like like it's just like like a regular conversation. Oh, so what happened? Blah blah blah. All right, here we go. And then we'll go on and it's back to arguing what we whatever yeah. it is we were arguing about but it's always like uh uh i guess it, it is a character for each one of us but it's 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 just kind of uh, uh to me it's a way to navigate through the show yeah and i think you've seen like you know like where where uh you've asked me if it was real or not i mean all we do every day is just come up with like a map and during the show is when we fill in the blanks and that's all that's all the shows has always been and i think i think the fluidity of the show is awesome because because you guys don't have you have an idea of kind of where you're going but you just kind of let it happen and you guys are so good naturally bouncing back off of each other yeah and it's it's always uh finding finding an in and an out and you know in radio you got to be pretty quick about it so me and you having a conversation here like you know we could take our time but in radio like once once a minute is up like you feel like you've been talking forever so you got to figure out how to how to make the delivery whether it's a joke whether it's uh, a message to a giveaway whatever whatever the message is 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 like you got to get it out there and it just sucks because we're so used to uh just having a regular conversation that sometimes you know before we used to get in trouble for not identifying the station but now we figured out ways how to make the station do all that and we just do our show got it so um and how exactly how do you guys do that uh just by uh running like sweepers and stuff that say all our all the information got it. and and you know we just do our show and and let the the sweepers kind of do everything so question when you guys switched over from 1047 to 959 did you do you guys ever while you guys were actually physically you verbally talking on air did you ever mess up the name oh i still mess it up bro <laughs> you really? yeah, hell yeah i still do that sometimes uh, uh whatever's in front of me is what i go by so that's what i don't know if you notice there's logos like everywhere, everywhere. yeah and we we do that on purpose so we could remember uh, I remember for the longest there was a there was still a, a Q1047 sticker. So anytime I was opening up or saying something and I looked at the sticker, I would say I would say Q1047. But it it still happens. Yeah. You, you ever say Q1047? All the flavor? No, nah, no, nah, not not that bad. <laughs> not bro. that bad, yeah. huh? That's been man. What was that? Like 90, 98, 99? Yeah, that yeah. was that was back in the day. Yeah, those were my learning years in radio, bro. Yeah. Yeah obviously you probably i mean rico was in the radio industry for quite a while before you got in there right uh i think he got into it like in 89 damn yeah. 89 man. he's a seasoned veteran yeah <laughs> so he's, he's been in the business for yeah. a long time yeah 
but uh i didn't i didn't come in until 96 96 so yeah he was he was already doing his thing when i came along and would you say i mean obviously rico has been a big part of your your you learning um who else has been a big part of uh you know your growth in in the radio industry um honestly i think uh big bear yeah. uh he he uh we kind of learned a lot off, off each other and we figured out uh, the way people were teaching us wasn't the right way. So we kind of figured out a lot of this stuff on our own. But uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, like you, like if you, you like craft beer and you want to sell craft beer, you school yourself on 100%. it. 100%. You don't just make shit up. You you come with facts for people. Yep. And I think with, with us, it's like... Uh, if there was a successful uh, radio station or morning show in New York or Florida, uh, I looked into why they were successful. I looked in and and see to see what what they did to become successful, and that's kind of like the same the same thing that we did. We just researched what we wanted to be good at. So, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's like what uh, the Burger King used to do. They used to research everywhere they put a McDonald's. They just put one right next to it because yep. they're like, they already yep. spent all the money yep. and did all the research. Yep. And colors too. That's yep. how, I mean, that's how, uh, I mean, I, I try to find all the shortcuts. And whenever it came to like logos or everything, oh. uh, when it comes to branding, these big companies already did the research for you. Yep. So I kind of just learned along the way of like, all right, this is good information to keep. And I've always used information from from when I started taking this serious. And and I can't even see it um, with our brand, you know, with the Bloody Care that we launched. Um, a lot of those ideas and the logos, you can see the similarities yeah, yep, yep. of other successes. And I think I've told you, too, it's like, you know, we look at these big brands. I mean, because, I mean, we could sit here and have drinks for hours and come up with some crazy ideas or or you know someone could you know two dudes could be smoking weed and come up with some crazy ideas yeah. but uh a lot of these big companies they already did our homework for us yeah you know they you know if you just figure out you know what type of branding and advertising they're doing it and you put your twist to it you're just you know you're not spending those millions of dollars that they are to, for research and all that shit you're not stealing it, but yeah. putting your your remix in yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, you take a little color here, a little color there, yeah. and then you kind of, hey, I like this idea, I like this idea, this is appealing to me, yeah. and that's how we, you know, we created the Bloody Cure logo. And I, I think I've told you too. Uh, uh, I have some some friends who work like in uh, for big companies, and uh, they they went to school and they did they studied a lot of the stuff that they did for branding and marketing, and. Uh, it's it's crazy when they call me and ask me for for advice on things because i do it because they went to school but they hit me up from almost like a street marketing point of yeah. view and it's just crazy to see some of the our conversations turn into something yeah because uh at the end of the day it's like it's it's about what's making money yeah and i think i think uh uh I respect people who went to school, but I think um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of self-taught people out there. Hundred percent. Who get it, especially when it comes to marketing. Yeah, like you said, I think it's um, it's definitely keeping your eyes and ears to the street, 
and uh, connecting with directly with the consumer. And uh, I think that was one of the, the really cool parts that you brought to our company uh, was with all the ideas and uh, and being able to connect our brand with the local consumers and to be able to just within a couple of years, we were able to get into about 400 stores. Yeah. And, and one of the things, too, it's like I, I think about uh, when you were delivering uh, doing delivery services mm -hmm. it's like there was nobody else out there doing that yeah and i mean till this day i mean i i always question like why aren't these other liquor stores doing the same thing why aren't they jumping on this and now you have like uh uh instacart and all these other companies where you know they got the the shoppers that will go do that for you yeah but i mean you you you've been doing that for a long time yeah like 10 years now so damn that's crazy see i never knew you could do that yeah. but i mean if you if you do your research and figure it out you know like i, I think the biggest problem is um it, i mean it goes back to some of the other conversations me and you've had there's always somebody out there that says oh i thought about that first or i thought about this or i did i could have done this i knew about this idea but the thing is they didn't fucking execute yeah, right. and, uh, I mean, nowadays you look back at, at a lot of things and it's, it's, I, I always, I, I use, uh, people in music, I always say remixing it, mm -hmm. you know, because that's, that's basically what you're doing it. You're yep. putting your twist to it. 100%. And, uh, like you said, regardless if it was your idea, why didn't you do it? Yeah. So, you know, cause some people say, oh, I thought about doing delivery alcohol 20 years ago. And, and are da, they da, doing da, it da. now? No. Probably. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, you know, and then obviously when we started, we started because we had customers coming in here drinking and we're just like, oh, shit, like, bro, you live around the corner. I'll just drop it off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day I was like, you know, Twitter fingers or Facebook fingers. I posted something about doing it and all of a sudden it exploded. And I was like, OK, starting tomorrow, it's on. Yeah, I, for I forgot where I was at. I think I was at a park and and. Uh and uh, some someone showed up like with all kinds of beer, and I was like, "Yo, who, who's who's this?" Yeah. And they said that they had ordered from you, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, this is dope!" Like, <laughs> like delivery service, because all I heard about was like, you know, pizza delivery and shit. Yeah. So, for someone to deliver a gang of alcohol, I was like, "This is this is smart." Yeah, and the cool part about it is it's like it's real time delivery too, versus like some you know some of the shops have it two three hour window, four hour mm -hmm. window, and that's like you want it. We literally got somebody in the store at all time. Just grab oh, it. Oh, I've been and go. I've been here when you guys take, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know the 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 whatever they want. The order, yeah. Yeah, you guys will order. be on the phone, and then oh, I don't got this, but we got this. And yeah. You know they. I see you guys put that together, and you know within like 15, 20 minutes, you guys are out and deliver it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I remember plenty of times that we delivered to you while you guys are partying out there oh, in Santa yeah, Paula. Bro. I've I've called you a couple a couple of times. And it's just crazy because every time, I mean, when we first started talking and people knew, we, you know, we became friends, uh, people, when, when we would run out of beer, they would say, hey, call, call your homie. Yeah. And I would say, like, nah, you know, he's probably closed already or whatever. But nah, they knew your hours and they, yeah, <laughs> they knew you really, were still uh, delivering. So, yeah. yeah, there's been a couple of times you saved me. What's funny is, is, you know, we're we're such good friends um, now, but when we go back to the beginning, I knew both of your brothers before I knew you. 
I knew a lot of your coworkers. Oh, because they were, they were in the beer, beer business and everything, yeah. yeah. Your brother used to sell Carl Strauss yep. to me. Yeah. Right. And your other brother used to deliver Pepsi. Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> right? He still works at Pepsi. Yeah. So it was funny how I knew them before I knew you. Yep. And then obviously I knew uh, DJ Divine and Jay Scratch on a like on a like a like a semi-personal yeah. level. We were cool. And then, you know, obviously we connected as friends and it was just like, it was one of those things like, you know, you just know when you know, yeah. you're like, oh damn. Like, it's like, it was, like, it, it was really cool because I was kind of like, like a, a huge fan of yours. But at the same time, I became a bigger fan of you as a person. Yeah, because what I, I remember when we first talked, it, it, I mean, with me, like I talked to a lot of people, but when you connect with someone and you, you know, you, you obviously, you don't, we don't talk every day. No. But we know, like, if, you know, something was up, uh, you said, like, yo, I need help with this. Like, I I know I would drop whatever I was doing to come help you. And I, I know you would do the same for me. And there's only a few people that I could say that about. Yeah. So when, when me and you first started hanging out, uh, it was always behind the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, it kind of grew into, you want to go to the Laker game? And then, you know, it slowly grew into a yeah. uh, uh, friendship. Yeah. So and then a business deal. And yeah. And now you got your podcast yeah. and uh, a change of, of name of your business. Yeah. So it's just. It's exciting, you yeah. know, and, and it's nice to have uh, friends that you can share these conversations with. And, you know, how many times I, I pick your brain in with all of the businesses, including yeah. our, our bloody cure, but in all the businesses, because it's like, like, you know, like you said, it's like you, you're you have a street view of marketing. You're like direct to consumers, see what the hell's going on. So it's always nice to get your point of view because it's, it's, it's fucking right on point. Well, I, I always <clears throat> like to look at, at things of, of how I see things. Mm -hmm. I like to see it as how, how people with money see things <clears throat> and how people uh, who don't have as much money looking at things because uh, I try to cater to everyone and most people just want to cater to certain people all the time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's always like, I mean, what I've seen, it's always the the people who who are like somewhat struggling or not as not rich like the rich folks that that you know spend money and, and help more. So I always I always try to like look at everything, not just you know, oh that guy's got money, let me target him or let me hang out with him to me i always look at everything and it's funny because I, I have a similar approach even when it comes to my business um <clears throat> some people will look at one customer that comes in and buys a two thousand dollar bottle yeah and they'll be like they, they treat them differently versus the guy that buys of you know five shooters yeah but those five shooters he's buying every single day 365 days a year He's going to end up spending more money than that guy. And the other guy just comes for Once Christmas. Once a year, Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is I treat everybody the same, you know, and I, I don't, exp and, and so does my staff. They see it. But I think the biggest problem with some people is, is they look at somebody who doesn't have money and thinking that, oh, you know what? I don't want to deal with this person mm -hmm. on a business level or whatever level. But as you know, some of the people that don't have a lot of money, they're gonna they're gonna get joy out of drinking that product yeah. or spending their money for their family, and to them that's more important than. And it's you know, a it's a daily or <clears throat> weekly return customer for you. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's just I mean, again I I try to look at everyone equal, and then you know when it comes to. 
to work and <clears throat> and branding and marketing then i try to figure out all right this is this is how the way we're going to market to these people and this is the way we're going to market to these people and and this is what i want to do just because it's cool for me type of shit. so yeah. it's, it's just looking at, <clears throat> at, at at things different now I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, a lot of people see obviously the bloody cure, they see happy place, you know, they see different businesses and they, they see all the successes and that's all they see with, with you and I, we've gone through so many ups and downs with our businesses mm -hmm. that people have no idea. No. Well, see with me, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When we, when we, uh, when we launched the bloody cure i thought it was going to be uh a uh, uh, a slow we were going to be at a slow pace to get to the top of the hill but uh we got there pretty quick and a lot of people thought like oh this motherfucker is making a lot of money so i had people hitting me up and to me it was crazy that they would get mad at me because i wouldn't help them and their their big excuse was like well you got to drink inside of vons and i was like that really doesn't mean nothing to me bro like we're still putting money <laughs> out of our pocket <laughs> so <laughs> so it's just funny the way people think uh based on 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 what they see yeah and they want to assume just because you're in all these stores yeah. that you're making money and it's not it's yeah. not like that at all i mean it felt like for every dollar we made we're putting two dollars back oh, in yeah. the company and then and then one of one of my big things and you know this is is marketing yeah like i i'm i'm a strong believer in marketing i don't give a shit how bad your your song is how bad your product is how shitty your drink tastes if you market it right it's gonna sell and you're gonna get it into places. Yep. And I've always been a strong believer in that. A lot of people don't wanna don't wanna spend money in marketing because they don't see they're paying for something and they, they don't see something. ROI. They don't yeah. see something right away. Yeah. So to me it's like I always see marketing as like, all right, this is I'm building top of mind for people. Yeah. And eventually, you know, if they want a michilada, they're gonna think of the bloody yeah. cure. Yeah. And I think the one really cool part about it is, is I'm I'm fairly open minded and have a good understanding of marketing. But the fact that you you that's your thing, that's what you're you've been doing for so long that it was kind of cool in this business relationship that I could leave that up to you and be like, hey, whatever we need to do, let's do it. And I was able to focus on the sales. Oh, yeah. That's, the manufacturing that's, I'm side. horrible at sales, bro. Because really? I yeah, like honestly that's the same shit that i thought because like we've had discussions and um sometimes like like people would ask me like yo how'd you guys get into bonds and i was like oh that was all sky bro like <laughs> if if it was up to me and they would have told me no i probably would have said all right i'll come back next year but uh, not me <laughs> yeah you you knock and knock until it happens exactly but i mean i've i've got strengths in other 100%. in other things so it was it to me it's it's always been a good combo because yeah. even before the bloody cure we we wanted to do a a, a beef jerky you remember yeah. that yeah yeah and you know it just happened that you know we we got this opportunity to start the bloody cure and i just feel that you know your strength was has always been in sales i mean you yeah. got the store yeah and you know i always try to 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 look at different ways to to market something yeah 
So, I mean, in, in, in that whole process, obviously, um, having the manufacturing problems and a lot of the other issues we ran into, um, it was really cool to have you be able to pick up the phone call and just talk to you about it. Because there was times where, like, I'm losing my mind. I'm oh, like, yeah. fuck, I did all this work, ran around all of California. Even though when you advised in the beginning, let's let's start, let's oh, stay yeah. local. Yeah. I mean, we we <laughs> learned we learned a lot, bro. Yeah, and I did. think we're still learning. And, and one one of my things is is if uh, uh, like you said, sometimes you would call in a panic, and I know there's there's a lot of times when people hit me up <clears throat> in stuff that I'm involved in, and I know they're thinking it, but I just try to be calm about it. And their first reaction all the time is like, I'll get a call back like five minutes later. Like, hey, do you even care about this? And in my mind, I'm always like, why am I going to panic over something I can't control? Yeah. Like when we had the 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 bottling issue yeah. with, with the company. Uh, yes, I was pissed, but yeah. why am I going to break and throw shit and, yeah. and make a scene and and do something 100%. that I can't control? So I've always I guess I've always tried to be calm no matter what yeah. the situation is and focus on fixing the problem versus yeah and the and then itself. and then i you you and i both know that that you know problems like that ain't gonna get fixed overnight no nope. so it's always uh i mean i've always been told like not to go in in a business with your family just because you know i i just feel like you feel more comfortable telling them shit than 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 a friend but i've I've always felt comfortable with with people I've done business with, yeah. whether it's good or bad news. Yeah, and I think that's that's your thing too. Like, yeah, I know sometimes you you didn't want to call me with certain news. Yeah, but but you I, did I didn't anyway. hesitate. Yeah, I just the moment I'm literally walking out of a meeting, I'm calling you already. You yeah, know? but it was kind of good to have somebody to discuss it with, and somebody also that was level minded. You know, because a lot of people always ask me, "Oh, how is it?" to do business you know you know with mambo and i'm just like it's great because we both have our thing and we both you know obviously want this company to truly succeed we've been through a lot of ups and downs and now finally we got we got our co-packer oh yeah so you know see one of the one of the things too like during that period when we first launched it's like uh i always thought like you know what if it do if it doesn't work out we went to a lot of tequila festivals right? we went to uh what santa cruz San Diego, uh, San Diego, Avila Beach. Like we just, it was like cool little give getaways with yeah. our ladies and families, yeah. and just you know, we were building a business but having fun at the same time. It was. It's you know, and and that's the beauty of it is we had tons of fun, and we're gonna have tons of fun. Oh yeah, you know, especially now with the product back out. Um, you know, obviously, shout out to Vaughn's been a big supporter of our brand. Um, they just ordered a little over five hundred. I'm close to 600 cases oh, for the dope. first drop so heck yeah man it's it's exciting i got a bunch of other companies too now that that want to jump on board so uh as soon as uh, next month comes out we're going to be uh, jumping up production so 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 that's uh that's super so we'll exciting. be at, we'll be at a, a lot of festivals coming up this year <laughs> oh yeah so uh so if, if you need some tickets to some of these festivals hit a mambo <laughs> it's it's at dj mambo <laughs> on instagram only all right <laughs> on instagram <laughs> but um yeah man I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh this upcoming season you know with uh the hot weather coming in i'm talking about the weather it's been crazy we're getting so much rain oh yeah man i i you know what's crazy bro i think uh since like 
the fires like in September. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, I've never been so sick. Like for, cause I've I've I remember I could go back from like ten years from the last time I got sick, and it was probably once or twice. Yeah. But since like September, I've been sick. Like, you know, I'm good for one week, and then I end up getting sick again. So. It's either a cold, a flu, or something. So there's some some crazy shit going on with this weather. It's nuts. Um, I remember around September, October, I'm like laughing. I'm like, ha ha! Everybody's getting sick. Ha ha! All of a sudden, I got sick for two weeks. Bro, and you're like, at paralyzed. a store, so someone eventually is gonna bring some type of uh, virus around you. Yeah. Right. I mean, and and you're in the studio, and you're in close confinement too. So, you know, somebody's on the mic spinning a little too much yeah. with a cold. See right right now the uh, Rico's been sick a lot, so when uh, when I go home, my wife is sick, so I'm always around sick people, and I know eventually like I'm gonna I'm gonna end up getting sick. And what sucks is it could be one strand with one person and another yep. <laughs> flu yeah. strand, and all of a sudden you know, yep I I ended up getting sick that one time, then I got sick again. I'm just like what. You know, that's what happens when, when you start saying, yeah. getting too confident that, hey, I don't get sick. See, but I, I like I like cold weather, bro. I think I like cold cold weather more than, than I do the hot weather. Really? Yeah, I know a lot of people. I mean, we're in California, so yeah. it's not like we get like crazy ass winter storms, but I, I like when it's cold. I mean, I enjoy it temporarily, but my business doesn't do so good when it's oh, cold. Oh, see, you're looking at it from a different <laughs> point, yeah. Right, and I like it when yeah. it's hot. You know, yeah. it's beer weather, you know? Like the craft beer is the one thing that we sell the most of in here. When it's summertime? When yeah, I mean that's our number one, you know, item, mm -hmm. right? Like if you went to one category, craft beer is number one for us. So um so when it gets cold, people drink a little bit less. You know, luckily a lot of people drink the bourbon barrel mm -hmm. aged stouts, the ones that uh I thought you would never like and all of a sudden. Uh, those are just, good, bro. What what is it called? The the goose goose island? Or? Uh, yeah, you like the bourbon county? Yeah, that's, that is, yeah. dude. When you first gave me a bottle of that, uh, I ain't gonna lie. You said that these are rare. Uh, I think I was in in the valley, and I went to a liquor store, and the dude kind of like laughed at me, like he's all, "You're not gonna find this," because they only release it like like uh, Black Friday, right? Yeah, and and that was back in the day when it was super limited, like. And th that was when it first launched out here. Yeah. And you could you could only get it from like I think it was 2016 when you gave me a bottle, or 2017, 2014. Was... Well, anyways, you gave me a bottle, and you said like, bro, like drink this, enjoy mm -hmm. this, blah blah blah. And I did drink it, and I took a picture of the bottle. And the the reason I I took a picture of it was because if I went to a store, I you wanted to show, show it them. To them. So I was trying to explain to the dude, like, yo, I want this, I want this. And he was like looking. And then I said, oh, I got a picture of it. And I showed it to him and that fool laughed at my face. <laughs> He's like, you're not going to find this. <laughs> it, it's funny because that's how like um, a lot of people are with uh, Russian River now, right? Yeah. You know, the Pliny. Yep. So you saw the craze on that. So because we get it every Monday and Thursday here at Happy Place. And um, people told me they went to other stores and the same thing. And people gave the same oh, reaction. Oh yeah, it's it's just it's just. I mean, you you got a lot of exclusive stuff that you get. Yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, there's a uh, there's certain people that I talk to and they'll be talking about a. Uh, uh, I only know alcohol stuff because of you. I I know a lot of tequila stuff and yeah. I know the, the the Mexican beers and stuff. But uh, you're the one who got me into uh, the craft, craft beer, beer stuff. 
but uh, uh, some people sometimes will be talking about uh, whiskey and I'll, I'll remember the brand that you said. Yeah. And I said, oh, hit up, uh, uh, hit up my boy Sky. I'm pretty sure he has it. Yeah. Uh, nobody has that. Then I'll run into them a week later and they'll say like, dude, he did have it. Yeah. And I was like, I, I know he did because I heard you talking yeah. about it. So it's just crazy how you carry a lot of products that a lot of other liquor stores don't have. And um, as you know, is every single time you pretty much come in here, we keep adding on to to products. And when you walked in, yeah. you saw the brand new shelf. Yeah, I was tripping out. So, yeah. you, so you built like a whole new shelf and that's all your uh, whiskeys, tequilas and everything, right? Yeah. It's, so we basically added another like eight foot to 12 feet high. Yo, what do you what do you like to drink? Uh, everything. I'm a big tequila guy. I love whiskey. I love craft beer. So I'm I'm all over the place. So how how do you feel about? Um, I mean I li I like it. I wish I could get out more, but with a lot of these breweries in Ventura County, I love it. Like, is there a different spot like I that has as many breweries as Ventura does? Well, you know what's funny? Uh, we go back about like ten years ago. There was none. We had one. Now they're popping up like crazy. And you know what? Ventura is really big on local support. So you see a lot of local support in Ventura. Because you, you hear about it like towards San Diego, like Temecula, right? Yeah. So in San Diego, there's there's a ton of them. Um, there's a ton of them in Orange County, even L.A., um, even like, uh, you know, Santa Barbara area. They're starting to pop off. You know, we should do a, um, um, you know, um, Sonny just bought a, a stretch Hummer limo. We got to go do a beer. Sonny did? Yeah, our boy Sonny did. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we got to do a, like a, a brewery tour in the limo. Let's do it soon. What made him buy a limo? Hey, this sunny for you, bro. <laughs> so 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 you know if, if if you need a hookup on a on a on a stretch Hummer limo, just shoot me a DM at Sky Sunner S K Y S U N N E R, and we'll we'll make something happen for you yeah, guys. Be careful, Sky. If Sky's driving too, because <laughs> oh no, I'm not driving. I'm drinking, bro. <laughs> I uh I learned my lesson a long time ago. I think we all did, bro. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm great at being a passenger, man. <laughs> so let me ask you this. When, when you go to these breweries, do you discover a lot of beer at, at, at these spots? I do. Um, you know, it's fun when they, uh, when they release some like one-offs, a, a new beer and you get to try some new styles. And what's funny is, is your palate changes. Like you'll go back and you'll be like, ah, I didn't like this style. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I like it. You know, so um, it's always nice revisiting styles that you never liked before. Right. And then just trying uh, new new breweries that pop up. So, um, you know, which one I like is uh, the the one I think it's Tehachapi. Oh, local they do craft. a lot of the hip hop uh, ones. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I took a four pack of something that you gave me. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. Bro, they fucked me up. bro. <laughs> it was on New Year's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, I was at my neighbor's house. And uh, even even my wife goes, you're just gonna take that because I took a bottle of tequila and I took those four beers. Yeah, bro, two and a half in, I was yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was, yeah. but it yeah. got me, man. Yeah, local craft. Shout out to local craft beer making that <laughs> that good good double hazy IPA. So, yeah, the cans, the the, the artwork on the cans uh, on his, I I like a lot, but there's a lot of cans that has like dope artwork on them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's getting really creative. Um, a lot of these, uh, they have artists, local artists that they use to make them. And uh, I think the other thing that connects you a lot with the artwork for local craft is he does a lot of hip hop stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. He had uh, all haze on me. Yeah. 
like you know all eyes on me but with because it's a hazy ipa and then he did a easy e one i think yep. and yeah so he has a lot of a, a lot of music ones that yeah. i like yeah. he had that uh, run dmc looking one but it was um yeah so he, he's they're doing oh it's called king of haze oh okay yeah so uh now nah, he's doing some great he's actually going to be on the podcast soon so we'll make sure you're in the building too so oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be popping some he's drinks got, he's together got some good beer man yeah, yeah. man yeah, I know you had a long you got a long day still after this, so we couldn't uh, we we couldn't be drinking them double haze. Yeah, IPAs. man. You, you know what's crazy is when we scheduled this, I didn't realize that I had Monday off. So when it's a short week for me, even whether I'm whether it's a short week or I'm about to take some time off, for some reason it creates more work for me. Yeah. So it's like double work every day because either I was gone for one day or I'm about to take some time off. So it's just. I, I I didn't realize I had scheduled the the podcast for you, with you today for on a short week. On a short yeah. week, and I know those short weeks are are rough on you. Yeah, I was telling you that Tuesdays are usually like my short days, and I didn't get home till like pretty late last night. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, are are you gonna be able to cut your hours a little bit, man? Because you've just been putting in. Man, when I get rich, I'll cut my hours. Well, well y'all need to start buying some more Bloody Cure, everybody. You know, shout out to Bloody Cure is also one of our sponsors. Either that or or uh, win the lottery, bro. Yeah, right. And I got my lotto tickets in my pocket too. You know what's know? funny is I used to come, <clears throat> I used to come chill with Sky, and I used to buy like like a hundred dollars in uh, uh, scratchers. Not scratchers. What what's the Fantasy Five? No, not Fantasy oh, Five. The bingo one. The the bullseye. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's, it's on the screen. And I used yeah. to just chill here and then yeah. check my tickets when I was leaving. And sometimes I was like, oh, shit, I won 500 bucks. Yeah. And, and just go home happy. Right? <laughs> That's dope, man. Yeah, I, uh, I've never been um, a big into into Lotto or Scratchers myself. But when you would come in here, I'd always be playing with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah let's man. get this. Isn't isn't uh, lo- uh, one of the me- jackpots pretty big right now? Is it? I haven't even looked. Yeah. I've been too busy. See, I'm going to be a bad influence right? on you, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go get some scratchers. I remember your uh, wifey hit me up one time when you were when you were doing a lot of scratchers. Yeah. Oh, like, she did? never did this. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I love to gamble. Yeah. That's like my pastime. You know what? We should go to uh, Chumash soon. Yeah. I was there uh, right before Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. I See, I like playing blackjack. That's my game. See, I, what I, do you play? Uh, I like blackjack, but uh, I also like roulette just because it takes a while. And, it, you know, I just like chilling there, drinking. And I think I look cool with a bunch of dollar chips oh. just chilling there. <laughs> Big stacks of dollar yeah. chips. So right? it just, I mean, I just like it just because it takes their time. It takes, uh, they take their time, like, you know, spinning the wheel and stuff. Uh, I like blackjack, but I don't like when. Um, when there's someone next to you that gets mad at you because you either messed up their hand or uh. so i just you know if i see a lot of like some serious dudes that get mad or whatever like i was like i don't feel like fighting today so <laughs> i just i'll stay away from the table yeah yeah i mean i haven't played in a while i mean i think the last time i went was uh, when i was in vegas and that was like three four years ago yeah Man. i'm trying to stay away from vegas because Vegas is dangerous for me. I'll just go to Shoemesh one day and, and get it I'm done. good. Yeah, because when you're Vegas, you're there for the whole weekend usually. Yeah, and then if you lose, like on the first day, you're trying to. You're it's trying bad to, because you're trying to win just, that yeah, money back. You're just right? trying to win it back. Oh, I hate that. And then my wife is all like, "Just I know she's counting." So, yeah. and you know what? Those those free drinks that they're giving you become the most expensive free drinks you oh, ever had yeah. in your life. Yeah, it's horrible. 
You feel me? I mean, every single time that I've like lost my ass out there, it's because they just kept bringing me drinks and like I'm winning all of a sudden they're bringing me doubles they're bringing me more. Yep. And because they want you to spend, and yeah. then you get courageous all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, you get even an extra couple of hairs on your chest, and you're like, Let's do this. <laughs> it's like, I didn't need any more, I already got too many. Yeah, but we need to, we definitely need to do a shoe mask trip. Let's do it. We'll man. take the limo, bro. Let's do it. You know, we're <laughs> gonna go Sunny. take Sonny's limo. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh man, oh. cheers, bro. So on that gambling note, I think uh, it'd be kind of cool to go up there and do a little wine tour out there and do some uh, gambling up north. Oh, I'm always down for gambling, bro. Yeah. I mean, gambling and alcohol. Right? Might as well, right? <laughs> right? You can't beat that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we've also been talking about some other trips we've been wanting to take. And uh, you're talking about uh, you like the cold weather. Uh, we should definitely go to Portland. See, I've been wanting to go to Portland. I think, I think one of my goals... Uh, I hate long flights. Like I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I think the longest flight I took was uh, to Hawaii, and I was like, you know, like when you're dreading it and you keep telling yourself, never again. Uh, I think I think that's something that I took serious because I haven't gone back and I've never flown anywhere farther than that. I'm telling you, I have this recipe that works every single time. Um, right before I get on the plane, I take about four shots and bro, by the time I'm there, I'm already knocked out the whole way <laughs> and I'm golden, man. Cause I've taken flights to Bali, to yeah. India, man. Like I fly all across the country, my <laughs> friend, you know? And so like, it's like a 14 hour flight. It's actually a 22 hour flight. Mm -hmm. So I just learned what I did is I would always take, uh, shooters, right. And put them in my bag because it's small enough to take on and you can take like 10 of them because mm -hmm. they can't stop you because it's smaller than the, you know, their fifth, uh, their whatever their, you know, requirements are. So I would just take a bunch of shots while I'm in the plane. I'll just knock out. I'll wake up like right before we're landing or right when the foods is uh, the food comes and I'll eat it and I'll knock back out and I'll be, I'll be golden. Man. Yeah, man. I got, I, well, I got to try a long flight. See if, see if I like it because it's been years and I didn't like it, bro. Well, I mean, we could start with Portland because that's a that's a fun place and there's a lot of good beer out See, there. See, I like I like going to concerts and and you know, a couple years ago I I, I started liking going to breweries. Uh-huh. So my goal is to hit up uh try to hit up a concert in every state in in uh in the country. That's like a goal. That'd be dope. Yeah. Wow. Because if you go for the weekend, uh even if you leave like on a Thursday and come back on a Monday, that's still enough time to tour wherever it is that you go. Uh, I've even already researched it. I mean, there's some uh, scary states that <laughs> that I wouldn't want to go to. But I mean, if I'm going to do it, do them all that I would, you know, You'd go to a concert, to, yeah. see what what places it is cool to visit and then just come home. Make it a weekend. Yeah, hey, that's that sounds like fun. I mean, I'm down to join you on that venture. That'd be. But you know where I want to go, bro? And I think you you brought it up a while back was a a, a beer festival in Denver. Oh like yeah, the big, Great American Beer Festival. Like I want to do that. Gabf, let's do it. Uh, I have a a lot of friends like uh, Ventura Coast, uh, Casa Agria. A lot of them are over there, so a lot of these local breweries actually go and participate. Oh, okay. See, yeah. we need to do that, bro. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm so it, that thing is like crazy big. It's so massive. I've just seen like the videos and the pictures, and it's just it. I don't even know. It's like three days. And I think if I go anywhere besides Vegas, my wife would be very surprised because right? every time I say like, yo, we're going somewhere, she already knows we're going to Vegas. So if we 
if I switch it up and we end up going to somewhere else, I, I think that'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, I think Denver's a great place to go, you know, back on, back on to Portland. The food over there is delicious. The beers are delicious. They got so much going on. The hikes and stuff and the nature stuff is delicious. It's not delicious. Is 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 a lot of fun, too. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to visit. Um, have you ever been snowboarding at all? Uh, no. Or skiing? Nope. Because um, Denver has some of the best skiing and snowboarding. Do you think that'd be something that you would entertain? Uh, snowboarding, I'd, I'd try. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I feel like if you ski, you, you need to have money for that. <laughs> I don't have money for that. <laughs> That's for rich people, bro. Just like golf. Right. Um, but you know, I, I really like the idea of golfing. I'm, it's starting to like... I'm, I'm liking the idea. I mean, all they do is every single time I see them, they stop by here at Happy Place, grab a bunch of beer. They come back afterwards feeling great. Oh, trust me. I go, but I suck, bro. Oh, like, yeah. I go and I'm either the, the one that they're laughing at. We get invited to a lot of tournaments. Uh-huh. And it's always like uh, uh, two two or four people to the, to, to the team. Yeah. And I'm the worst one. So I'm there to, you know... Entertain people, entertain make people, people laugh yeah. <laughs> at and, your expense. And they laugh at me, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've I've I participated, but yeah. I don't think I would uh, I would pay to go do it. So you know how um, we always set up a booth at uh, for the bloody care at um, the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, the they do a big the, tournament, the, yeah, right? Exactly. So um, we set up a booth there, and I'm I'm standing in front of the booth, you know, chopping it up with all the guys, and they're just like, "Hey, Sky, you know, come on, take a hit." And uh, and I was just like I don't I don't golf I don't know how to, and they're just like just try it, and I ended up hitting it better than everybody right, and I was just like oh yeah, and they're like you got oh, hype, right? I got hype, bro. I was like I thought it was a shit, and then next year comes around and they they're like oh Sky let's see what you got, and it, yeah it was terrible. <laughs> Beginner thought it was luck. gonna be the, the the same thing as last year, huh? I thought so, man. You know I was swinging it like I'm Agassi, but it was the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, but um. You know, I I think uh, this year and next year I, I want to start trying some some newer stuff. Um, I'd, I'd like to get you on uh, on on the snowboard. I think that'd be fun because if we're gonna go to Denver, Colorado, you, yeah, you, I'm down. You, I'm down for that. You want to yeah. do that? See the beer culture, the food, the culinary, you know, experience out there is really good. So that that'd be that'd be a fun trip. What what other places do you really want to travel to? I just want to I just want to visit different places. I, I I just think that like like I told you earlier, like every, anytime I go somewhere, it's Vegas. Yeah, you need to stop yeah. that. And I have this ongoing joke like with with wifey, like she's like, oh, I want to go to Paris. I want to go here. I was like, yo, they got the Paris casino here. <laughs> like, we'll walk around. You know, we'll take an Uber there. But yeah, uh, I mean, I I think I think uh, the U.S. has a lot of dope places to go visit. Wow. Yeah, and and. And I'm 45, bro. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, one day I was just thinking, like, where have I been? And it's, if uh, if there was one of those things that that you put a, a pin to it on a map, <laughs> there'd be a bunch of them in Vegas, bro. So <laughs> I always tell myself, like, yo, I need to, I need to put pins everywhere else, yeah. not just there. Well, hey, I'm down. I love to travel. So, like, let's pick a pick a spot and just go. Do you have your passport renewed? 
Bro, we're I'm not going far, bro. We're going in the U.S. I don't need a passport. But do you, do you oh, have but your... you know what? You need that new ID now, right? Pretty soon. Yeah, to travel just yeah. to even, fly around even here in the states, huh? Yeah. But you know what? I think the biggest thing is is I tell everyone make sure you have a passport because when there's an opportunity to go somewhere or do something, if you don't have the passport, you don't even look at that option. Right. Because like even I went to Bali recently in Thailand. And honestly, the amount of money I spent in Bali and Thailand combined for three weeks, I would have spent that money in three days in Vegas. It's like, it's that crazy. Obviously outside of the flight, you right. know, but I got a good deal on the flight. You know, I use my points right, and all right. that. So I don't even pay for flights because I just use the Amex points. Um, but uh, I, I think it, it, it's really getting that passport. And then there's so many different sites that I use to get cheap ass flights, whether either if sometimes they're so cheap, it's, it makes sense for me to pay for the flight mm -hmm. versus use my points right. and use my points for hotels. So, so uh, you, you've gone to a lot of places. Where, where, where do you want to go that you haven't gone to yet? Where do I want to go? Um, you know, I went to Europe when I was a young kid, like Italy and France. When I was really young, I really want to go back now because you know, obviously, when I went there, I wasn't even twenty-one. I was like 16 years old. Wow. So it wasn't the experience that I want to, you know, remember it by. I want to be able to go enjoy it. So I really want to go to Europe. Um, I want to go back to Italy. Um, I feel like those are places I really want to go back to. Um, eventually, I want to go back to Bali, too. I just went there. Yeah, recently. you keep talking about that a lot. <laughs> it's just something else. It was like something in the air. It's just it just the the way it made me feel while I was there. I just I loved it. You know, a lot of my friends have uh, been going to uh, Colombia. Okay. And they're saying it's nice out there. You know, I was I was planning on going next month, um, but unfortunately, the the plans didn't it, it it didn't work out. So, I'd love to go to Colombia. And then I have some friends that uh, that are doing some business out there. Yeah. So it's it's uh, see, I, I don't know something something about long flights. Like I want to go places, but it, I always just think of the, of the flight, bro. I'm telling you, just think about those shots of tequila we're gonna have before we're gonna be feeling good. <laughs> if I if I could find something that makes me crash out as soon as I get in the plane, like I'll I'll be down for that, bro. I'll have that ready for you. <laughs> we'll we'll both be on that. And honestly, once you once you you know, if you know like if you need a pill to pop before you know, great. I just take a couple of shots and. I'm crash out. I'm crashed now. You know, you once you have that meal and you've had those like four shots in you, you're gonna pass out five hours, six hours, and then you get up and all of a sudden boom. And then what I'll do is is before I even fly out, like if I know the time difference, whatever, I'll stay up at night. So when I get on the plane, I'm already exhausted. Oh, you're tired, yeah. So, I know a lot of people who do that too. You know, I time it. So then by the time I get there, my recovery time from the time is it's it's not that big of a deal see but that vegas flight 45 45 to 50 minutes bro <laughs> pin you, another dot you take, on vegas, you take baby. longer at the airport waiting for the plane <laughs> pin another dot on vegas baby <laughs> but yeah man you know it's funny though when while we're out in bali and we're talking to all these people me and my wife are um they're talking about yeah we're excited about going to the u.s we're gonna go visit this place this place that place we're looking at each other we're like that's like five hours from our house that's like six hours that's like like three hours we haven't even been there ourselves yeah. You know, a lot of people that I know who live uh, uh, in a state where there's no beach, uh, they always say like, yeah, man, you're lucky because uh, you get to go to the beach all the time. And bro, I don't even remember the last time I went to the beach and we're so close. To, I mean, I drive by it all the time, yeah. 
it's nice to look at but to go and and you know get in the water or do any of that like i can't even remember the last time i did that but our water's too cold to get into it for us see i, I don't know that because i haven't i haven't done that I mean, I've done it across the different parts of the world, and it's like warm water and cool water. Here, it's a little bit cold. I mean, if it's not summertime, the water's cold. But no, I agree with you. I mean, we take it for granted because it's right there. I mean, luckily, at least we we benefit from the the nice weather we have by being by the beach. You know, um, I see I see a lot of uh, the people that we follow on Instagram. Sometimes they'll they'll post something, and they'll be like uh, at a at an Airbnb or something right by the beach. And they'll say like they're in Oxnard or or Ventura, and I was like, wow, that's that's crazy that that's in our backyard, and and I don't go, I never go to it, so it's always a trip. We should do that. We should do a beach day. Take out the kiddos. Have take fun, out bro. Joven. <laughs> Have fun. Hey, hey you, you know in Ventura beaches you can drink on the beach, bro. Can you? Yeah. As long as it's not the state beach, it's like the city beach. We're always popping cans there. So how do you know what's the city and what's the state? So all I know is, is on the, so if you look at the pier and you're like towards the Oxnard direction from the pier towards the Oxnard direction, that's a city. And so you could drink there? I've always drank there. I've seen the little, the moped bikes of the cops, no problems. Um, I even saw it on uh, Visit Ventura on their Instagram though. Oh, okay. It's a BYOB beach you know friendly mm. beer friendly beach i thought i thought they didn't allow beer at none of the beaches no i mean in the ventura they don't they at least they don't yeah, enforce do your it. research don't yeah, don't listen yeah, to sky yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, i'm just over here promoting alcohol yeah, over you don't here, want the cop to show up and say like sky said it was cool <laughs> but uh but yeah you know you're totally right i mean sometimes when you have something right in front of you you just kind of take take it for uh take it for granted but um but yeah man um Another question I got for you, bro, is what what what's what's next for you? Um, well, I want to make it to 25 years with Rico okay. as a morning show. <laughs> Hopefully it goes longer, but uh, uh, I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And uh, again, I I, uh, I I feel like I give a lot of free advice to like friends and stuff. But I think uh, I think eventually I wanna I wanna do like uh, some like uh, branding and marketing consulting for people. I think I think that's that makes a lot of sense. Just because uh, I mean I hate being in front of a camera. I mean you've you've tried to make me do stuff. Yeah. Other people have said like yo like if you do this, you can make money off it. I mean I don't mind the radio just because people can't see you. But once there's a camera in front of you, it just feels. I feel funny about it a yeah. lot of the times. So uh, I've never really like jumped on that opportunity. Yeah. So I've always liked to be behind the scenes. And I, I always felt like radio was like a behind the scenes of what TV was. But once uh, social media and everyone started, you know, putting a camera on you, I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing that. Yeah. And I, I know that's, that's what a lot of people want to see. They want to, they want to put a face to, to whatever's going on whether it's a podcast and radio now yeah. so so i know eventually we're gonna have to do it but uh i i don't know man i just can't be like i can't be on the mic and then the camera just like you know right in front of you the whole time the funny part is is i remember a lot of the beer festivals and festivals we went to um 
like people didn't know who you were and then all of a sudden you started talking and you're like you you're yeah you're yeah. from the rico mall they're like you're rico so then they'll actually say you're but rico. It's, it's always been like that like you know i've never i mean we take pictures and yeah. we take pictures with you know some of our guests and we post them but as far as like you know to me being the character on the show is is one thing but having to play to to a camera at the same time it's just like i don't know i mean i i, I give props to people who do it but i've never been like a in front of the camera yeah in front of, of the person. camera person yeah now obviously getting into into your industry there's um it's if, if somebody is really interested in getting into your industry What's the biggest advice that you would give somebody who's who'd, who'd love to be a part of it? I mean, you anyone could do it now. I mean, back then, I mean, I told you, uh, you had to be an intern. You had to be going to school to be an intern. And, you know, I kind of had to bullshit my way through that. I mean, nowadays, like everyone has the tools to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you doing a podcast, you're kind of in that lane. Uh, I mean, I see people who who log on to their face, uh, not Facebook, Instagram live every day at the same time. And that's kind of them doing their own show. It's, it, that is pretty crazy how with technology, how times yeah. have and changed. And you know, one of the things is, is, is uh, uh, I, I run into a lot of people. I mean, we've been doing radio for a long time and, and it's always like, uh, like the people who always hit me up for stuff like their first thing is like oh what are you up to now and they know that i'm still on the radio yeah and then they'll play like, oh you're still on the radio oh nobody listens to radio no more and then comes the big question hey hook me up with some tickets <laughs> so it's always like bro like you just played it off like like you don't listen to the radio you play it off like you know radio's not your thing no more and then you're gonna ask me for tickets so so i i think one of the things is like 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 what you're doing and what i said what what people are doing on social media you could do all that stuff without actually working for a radio station that's uh... it sucks for the radio industry mm -hmm. just because you don't have that new talent that that you could go to you know what i mean like like i knew when uh when we started doing it my big thing is like all right I need a young person because when Rico's ready to go, then it's going to be Mambo and this person. Then when I'm ready to go, it's going to be that person with whatever younger person. Yeah. But there's nobody out there, bro. Wow. And because if they have an opportunity, they could, like you said, they could just start their own podcast. Yeah. And or... even, even us, bro, like, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's the afternoon right now. We started, we started recording this at, at three. I have to be up at four every morning. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to be up at that time making part, you know, for a part-time job. Like I'd rather get a part-time job in the afternoon than a part-time in the morning. Yeah. But if you're going to take this serious and, you know, someone is going to jump on that opportunity. But, you know, a lot of people, it's not like it was before. The business is going to be around. Yeah. But the talent is, is, you know, is it's scattered because there's a lot of great people that do podcasts there's a lot of great people that do uh uh instagram facebook youtube but i'd rather figure out how to monetize one of those 
than than go into radio as as a part-time job because they're they they'll they'll be more money with In the long with, term yeah with the social media platforms yeah radios don't get me wrong like i said radio is going to be around a lot of people are saying like oh it's dying whatever it's free at the end of the day yeah so not but, everyone uh not everyone is is uh we always think that just because we're streaming or just because we have alexa or siri or whatever that everyone else has it there's a lot of people who who aren't aren't up on all that stuff and, and you know it's funny because even with us like we have all those right we have uh spotify premium we have this we have that we have but in the morning we listen to the rico mambo morning show in here because not because of the music we listen because you guys right because it's right. the humor you guys bring you guys talking shit to each other and uh you know and, and then I, I love the comedians you guys bring in because oh that yeah just like, cracks you up see with me with me is like i know there's different things to listen to but at the same time it's like uh if you're listening to your favorite podcast from new york or whatever like a lot of people always want to know what's going on around them yeah. and it's usually you know a lot of people don't want to pay for for updates on stuff so radio's free so they're always gonna see like let me see what's going on yeah let me see what's up with traffic uh a lot of that stuff you could do it online but you know when you're driving you just you just want to get your updates on stuff locally especially you know talking about locally it's really cool that uh <laughs> that you guys started that local friday oh yeah man that's uh that's something i've been wanting to do for a long time uh I actually wanted to do like a weekend show where it's just like like a local artist but uh uh like you already know like i'm always busy yeah so i try to make i try to make the weekends for for my family yeah uh more for my wife yeah but um you know i i i, I couldn't picture myself telling wifey like yo i'm gonna work an extra day yeah to do this so i i figured out a way how to work it into the show yeah and you know we do it throughout the year. I mean, there's more more ideas that I want to, you know, throw into it. But uh, uh, I, I'm just glad that we're able to spotlight like local talent. Yeah, I think that is really cool. Like <coughs> even spotlight like other businesses and local musicians. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's really cool because obviously you have a local audience and uh, you're showing people this opportunity. So the, the music part, I wanted to do it. Uh, both Rico and I wanted to do it for a long time, but I think I think one of the things that I've always seen in, in businesses is they're afraid to to put money into marketing. Yep. And I think I think there's there could be a restaurant that has the best, you know, I don't know, best burrito in town. Yep. But if people don't know about it, they're not you're you're not gonna stay in business. hundred percent. And the reason I, I wanted to do that is is for them to see like look, we're gonna bring you on the show uh you're not gonna have a line around the corner but you're gonna be top of mind to people yep. um we started working with trendy eats too yep. so just the combination of everything that's happening like eventually if we feature your business or your or your restaurant you're gonna come up in in a certain conversation and you know everybody eats yep. so we'd like to do a lot of restaurants yeah 
and when you see a picture of a, of their famous dish or whatever it is that, that you also like the fact that they're bringing you that food when they're actually coming they in, don't right? but they invite us they invite us uh, they don't bring the food live right no, there because it's it's kind of early bro uh, God, i mean it's true. for you it's different because you yeah. you stop by the store and you bring a bottle of whatever yeah, right. and, and we'll, we'll pop it open <laughs> right there but yeah the restaurant the non-alcoholic version yeah. right <laughs> And trust me, bro. There's a lot of restaurants that I've that I've discovered through through you know this segment. Yeah. Where like I'm a regular at some of these spots now, just because you know you you uh, you see a video of it or something, and then you're like, oh, let me try that, and then it ends up being good. We're gonna have a taco tour with DJ Mambo right? coming up soon. <laughs> right. Now you know all the G spots. Yeah, but it's it's cool to see a lot of these businesses, girl, bro. Especially yeah. like like uh looking at the homie diego situation yep like looking at what they did uh i think we we were all three of us were there when uh when they got their taco truck yep <laughs> when yep. they did uh that first beer festival yep and to see what they're doing now yeah. like that's that that's like dope to see yeah. especially like you know their parents and the whole family working together it's just like that's what you want from a business. Hundred percent. That's you, that's like the result you want from a local Friday. Yeah, and and there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And you yeah. see the whole family busting their ass. And then I see uh, I see uh, uh, there's another taco truck, Gio's Tacos. Like when I'm you trying, when yeah. you start seeing like like a lot of or, and meeting a lot of these other people, it's like you you uh you want to support and you want to be loyal to your friends yeah. but at the same time it's like bro there's a lot of good spots out there that yeah. people don't know about yeah and and one of the cool things too is is i like when we do this because now you have um you have restaurants supporting each other yeah it's a competition but you they're still when they when they see like another taco business in the in the on our show they'll like it and they'll repost it or whatever and they don't have to do that yeah but i know i know it comes from like yo i was there they helped me out let me let me give them love and it's just like a ongoing effect that you know you have people just liking it reposting it and it it helps the business out that's that's incredible that reminds me a lot of uh the craft beer environment out here like all these brewers and breweries they go to each other breweries they do beers together yeah. they collaborate and they help each other out like you know they'll they'll come over and show a new brewery hey how hey, it's like hey how do you make this beer like oh this is what you do and they do it together i mean yeah. it's all love so that's a, that's cool to see that in the in the in the food industry so. yeah because sometimes i mean sometimes like like there's you get a lot of loyal people too like don't get me wrong like i i sometimes i'm like in fillmore or somewhere and i can't come to your store uh since you're my boy i feel guilty sometimes yeah. i if they say cameras on i would like shit, i don't want <laughs> i don't want sky to see this shit. but you know there's yeah. there's uh there's hundreds of, of mexican restaurants yeah. out there there's hundreds of italian restaurants yeah. and to be able to put the spotlight on one and whether it's just on the radio social media and you know believe it or not some of these businesses that that we featured on they haven't got the right direction they got they got good items on the menu they got uh they got their doors open at their business but marketing man yeah. like you gotta people gotta know about it yeah and i agree with you 100 i think uh one of the biggest 
reasons of our success and our growth as a business. You know, since I've taken over, we've five times the business when I originally purchased it. It's because of marketing. Yeah. It's literally all just putting it out there, posting stuff, collaborating with people, picking picking your brain. And uh, also being on your show has been a big part of it, you know, because people be like, oh, yeah, I hear you on the Rico Mambo Morning Show. So it's awesome that you guys are doing that. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm also excited to see uh, your, your new business that you're going to be starting up soon where, uh, you know, people who are trying to start up a, a company or need some branding, marketing help and guidance that you're going to be able to help them out. That's uh, that's really cool because it's uh, it's very important. And I don't think people. I think it goes back to what you said earlier. People want to see ROI. They want to see return on investment immediately. Right, right away. But the thing is, this is when it comes to a company or whatever you're creating a brand, you need to get awareness out there. And and until people are aware of it and it's like, hey, I got to go here for this place. It takes a while. So so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Rico, Rico and I have worked with uh, a bunch of different car dealerships in this in this uh, <clears throat> in this market. Uh, we've worked with Ventura Toyota. We've worked with DCH Toyota. We've worked with uh, um, with a Honda, uh, uh, Nissan, and it's crazy because I get at least one to two calls a month from people asking me where they should go, and it's just crazy that we haven't done a car endorsement in maybe like two or three years. But uh, uh, people like if someone's looking for a toyota they'll hit us up like hey uh do you know anybody over here and we still have those relationships where we'll call those people and say hey uh you know so and so's looking for a car they're gonna they're gonna swing through today and they'll say oh have them talk to so and so and they take care of them yeah so <clears throat> it's crazy how we haven't done that in a long time but we're we're still top of mind for these people yeah. when they're looking for a car yeah, I mean it's it's the marketing that you did of yourselves. Yeah, right? and, and uh, there was a couple of months ago too where uh, one of my friends um, he wanted the big bottle of uh, Patron, the 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 tequila bottle, mm -hmm. and I asked you, yo, do you carry them? And you said you had them, and he knew I was gonna ask you. He's like, hit up your boy. I know he has a liquor store. You had them, and and I got it through you. Yeah. So. He, he actually used the, he said, hey, you got the, the big bottle that they have at Costco and uh, you just happen to have it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we happen to have a lot of stuff here. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like I said, like like the, the whiskey story. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a big whiskey drinker. Yeah. I don't know brands, but when I hear you talking to customers or and I'm around yeah. and I hear so-and-so having yeah. a conversation like, oh, that's hard to find. But I hear the same brand. Yeah. I'm going to say like, yo, so-and-so has it over there yep. and it's it's just like i always pay attention to the weirdest shit you know just because uh i guess i i, I was having this conversation with rico uh earlier today where where uh it's funny how i always look at we were talking about weddings okay and i was telling them uh i you could you could point out a wedding and i'll find out I'll find something crazy that happened at that wedding because I'm always looking to see what crazy shit happens. Got it. Because we are, the discussion was, what's the craziest thing that you've seen at a wedding? And I told them like, yo, I think any wedding I've gone to, I've found the crazy shit that's happened because that's what I look for. 
and we were talking about a a, a wedding in India. What? Yeah. So From my country, huh? <laughs> so so what happened was the the couple was gonna get married. Okay. And the wife's the the bride's mom and the the groom's dad ran away together. What? And they canceled the wedding and they they said they were missing but it turns out that they ended up knowing each other from the past. Uh they ended up catching up and I guess there was some kind of romance going on and they the ran away feelings, together. Huh? So that's what brought up the topic like what crazy stuff has happened at a wedding that you've been to. And I was telling Rico like yo, I think that's what I look for when I go to weddings. That sounds like some shit that they would put in a movie or something. Actually, I've never even seen yeah. that happen in an Indian movie or anything. Oh, like I've that. seen I've seen some crazy shit at weddings. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, I I've seen some crazy hookups like type of thing, like where you already kind of yeah, knew it yeah. was gonna happen. But that's that's gotta top the craziest shit I've ever heard about a wedding. Yeah, and that was before the wedding. So, and, but now the thing is, is how before was it because if you if if you you know these indian weddings they last a fucking week yeah so and was that's, it that's what i you know what's funny is 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 not to be racist or racial or anything but when i read that story i was gonna hit you up <laughs> because i was i was thinking like yo what what's all the planning that goes behind a wedding like that bro it's crazy my wedding was like five days of non-stop partying that's because we put two day events into one two different day two day events into one but it was five days of non-stop partying and um obviously with the parents it's all about bringing everybody together right, right. so we had uh on the invites we were supposed to have 500 people but we ended up having 800 people show Damn. up at the reception you know what i mean i'm like uh, and I, we told him even beforehand i was like you know what why don't you just write us if you're going to do this big wedding just write us a check for a down payment <laughs> on a house you know what i'm saying like you better drop like 150 grand at least minimum just give us 100 grand for a down payment they're like we're not going to spend that much there's not going to be that many people they're spending a quarter million dollars right Damn. five days of non-stop partying open bar because at an indian party it's open bar open food party your ass off have a good time so it's like literally some people are putting so up it's five days of celebrating minimum wow bro i gotta take you to the next indian wedding you gotta come rage with us it's it's on another level man yeah because i i've been here sometimes like like uh you know it's been a couple years but where you're like dressed up during the, the week and i was like where are you going you're like oh i gotta go to my cousin's wedding yeah and i was like bro during the week but now that you mentioned that it's like a whole week celebration like i get that see Mine was crazier because I had my wedding and then one of my cousins got married the week next week. So it was, so like, it was like two weeks. <laughs> oh, wow. Two weeks of nonstop partying. It was nuts. Yeah, that's that. I I don't know if I could hang for two weeks of party now. I can't even do that anymore, <laughs> man. I don't even know how how anybody does it. That's a it, it's a bit intense, you know? You know, you know what's crazy is is when we used to have the pub crawls. Oh, like, those are fun. Like those. Uh, those were fun because we, I mean, I, I used to get drunk at them, yeah. but waking up the next day was like nothing. But now, like if I drink like that, like I'll have the worst hangover. Like there was a period where I didn't get hangovers. Yeah. But lately I've noticed since New Year's when I drank those beers, Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't had a, a hangover like this in a while. So it, it was just a trip to to experience hangovers again since I had it for a long time. Man, it, it feels like the older we get, the the, the harder they oh, are. Oh yeah, it's catching up again, man. So 
I used to think like I was invincible. I could drink all I want. But you know what? The other thing is, is not drinking enough water too is huge. I've been like, now I drink so much water the night before and the morning of, but the days I don't, I'm like, Hating I'm in a stretcher, bro. <laughs> like I'm done, man. I'm done. But uh, yeah, man, we got to do another pub crawl soon. It's going to be uh, Diego. Diego said he's down. Put we'll one do together. it during the day, bro. During the day. <laughs> we'll do a, a day pub crawl. <laughs> Hey, you know, they do day parties in Vegas. We could do one in Ventura. I'm down for that, dude. I mean, I, I was telling, uh, uh, cause I always get invited still to like clubs and stuff. And I was like, bro, I can't go to a club, bro. Like I'll see my kids there and I'll feel uncomfortable. That's crazy. Like huh? my, uh, my youngest daughter, she's going to be 21 Oh wow! in uh, February. And, uh, she wants to go, uh, to, to, to where a uh, honey's at to Sunday fun day. Okay. And I'm like, I oh that's like crazy. i have to go because it's her birthday but i already know all these all these kids that went to school with my kids are going to be there i'm just going to feel like the old guy at the club so that's crazy huh yeah so it's just a, it's just a trip that's why i don't go out because i know i'm going to run into people that you know all these kids that i used to go talk to at their schools like hey stay away from alcohol and all this yeah, yeah. i would be in there drinking, drinking with them and taking shots with them bro <laughs> that's nuts yeah. man but uh, yeah, my daughter's gonna be, uh, my youngest is gonna be 21, and wow. they're all, they're all gonna be over 21 now. I remember conversations we we're having or back in the day. You're like, when they're 18, they're, uh, they're all out the house. Oh and- no, they're still there, bro. All of them, <laughs> all of them, all three of them are still there. Man, that's uh, Andy. You were a father at a very young age too, right? How old were you when you, uh, you had 18. Justin? Wow, 18. And you grew up quick. Yep. Actually, uh. I've always, I've always, uh, when I was younger, my friends that I hung out with were always older. So I had a, I had to act their age yeah. or else, you know, I was always afraid that if I acted my age, they weren't going to let me hang around with them. Yeah. And, uh, I, I always, for some reason, like, you know, where I grew up at, like they, that was, those were the kids There was like really nobody my age. I think my uncle was like. I think he's like three years older than me. So everyone was like three years or older. So I always had to act, you know, older, at least mature. my uncle's age. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were, uh, if they were all teenagers and I was 10, yeah. I had to act like the 13 year olds. Yeah. So it was always, yeah. So is, is that also what kind of got you in trouble when you were younger too? Hanging oh, out yeah, with the dude. older kids? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things is, is, uh, and I, I always share this story is like, I'm glad all that shit happened when I was a teenager because I learned a lot from it. Yeah. And you know, one of the, one of the things is, is I've seen friends who, who, who went to juvenile hall until this day, they're still in and out of jail. So I'm glad that was like a big, uh, learning, learning lesson for me Yeah. because, uh, when when my son was born that that was kind of like a a turning point for me yeah like all the shit that i was doing i was like all right i can't be doing this no more like i have to get a job i have to do like you know do the right thing because everything else that 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 i had planned before him was uh all the shit that could have put me in jail again but you know juvenile hall was like uh a real eye opener and it was a, a good life lesson i mean it's good that you learned that early yeah and just like just like uh even like uh like i got a dui at a young age 
So one of my things is like, even now it's like, I till this day, like I tell people, even after our show, like I already know what weekends, what holidays I got fucked up on. And, and I always remind people like, yo, like don't drink and drive, especially yeah. now. Like there's Uber, there's a there's bunch so of many shit. options. Yeah. yeah. There's a phone, a friend too, you yeah. know, like yeah, call a friend. I mean, if one of my friends calls me, if I'm sober, I'm picking them up. Yeah, you know? and it, it's, it's just crazy because, like I said, like, I'm glad I was young when a lot of shit happened. And, yeah. you know, you just live and learn. Yeah. yeah. So now what what is uh, what legacy do you want to leave behind? What is the one thing that you want to be remembered after all is said and done? Uh... I guess I guess leaving shit for 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 my family is more of what I what I want to make sure. But I just think that that even even in in our community, it's just like uh, I hope that that people say that we used what we were doing for the right reasons because I've seen people use this shit for for the wrong reasons. And I, I think we've done a pretty good job of, of, uh, of, uh, putting in, you know, being, being a part of the community and helping out the community. Oh yeah, man. I, I see it all the time. Like whether it's just supporting people on their fundraisers, whether it's being out there and helping out. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, and I, 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 Rico and I, like, we don't like to like really put our business out there and, uh, Especially like with social media now, like I've never been a fan of of uh, of people who floss helping someone. Like, yeah. if you're gonna help, help. You know do, what I mean? Do it for doing it. Not and there's do it for there's the times there's times where where I know we've done it, but I think when when we've been a part of that, it's to bring awareness to 100%. to either raise money or or do something where it needs to happen quick. Yeah. But if it's like. Uh, Yo, I'm about I'm about to go live. There's a homeless person right there, and I'm about to go give him twenty dollars. Like, yeah, like don't do that shit. No. Like, but if you're trying to gather a team and you have a goal, and you're doing something like, yo, I'm calling all out all my friends. This family needs this. If all my friends donate a dollar, we'll come up with this, and they'll meet their goal then that's cool because yeah. now you're getting everyone involved and you're doing your part and you're using your platform to help someone else. Yeah. But if you're going live just to floss that you're helping someone, like yeah. that's to me, that's done. You see a lot of that on social media where people are, are doing the wrong thing for attention. Yeah. All, all the time. And it, it, it really gets to me. I'm just like, yo, why can't you just, be real and see and i always i always tell uh uh anybody i mean i i don't care how old you are you know like be careful what you post because yeah. once it's out there even even if you post it and you delete it someone could have screenshotted someone yeah. could have done something and it's out there forever 100 and i i i guess i've never i've never like uh like i told you earlier like i hate being in front of the camera and i think yeah. it's for it's for those reasons like you know i don't want i don't want people trying you know getting the wrong message from it yeah i mean i know it is it, it it's what we do but at the same time it's like someone's always going to have their opinion on it yeah. so 
Well, you know what? Um, I appreciate everything you do out for the community. And uh, it's, um, and, uh, you know, even with the Thomas Fire fundraiser, we all teamed up and we we're able to do some cool stuff for our local community. And see, and I, th I think something like that is like, it's like, it was a cool thing that a lot of friends and people we know and do business with that got, got together. together. Even people I've never even worked with yeah. that were a part of it. It was ju just so cool to see that that event come together so quick. Yeah. And it just shows the power of of uh, of us connecting and communi uh, communicating with each other what yeah. what we can do. And, you know, the amount of money that was raised for for the people. Uh, I mean, I think my part and your part were were small roles. But I think everyone had a small role and it, it was something big that happened. And, and that, that's what it's all about. And you know what? Like right when things, you know, the fires happened, we we got together, we raised money from something simple, like as a post, like, hey, we're this Pappy Van Winkle bottle. We're going to do a raffle. Yeah. Please buy some raffle tickets. You started shouting it out. People started coming in. People started adding bottles to it. Yeah. All of a sudden, we were able to buy all these TVs for, you know, yeah. these local families so i mean it, it's it's awesome you start something some people see it other people's keep doing it so it's just about spreading the love for for the good and yeah. helping out and, and like you said i think that uh thomas fire fundraiser was over eight hundred thousand dollars raised that's big bro you know what i mean yeah and and even if it's just a little bit for everybody it it's it's that thought that counts and yeah. people really appreciate it dude i remember uh uh going to the 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 fairgrounds to go uh they had dropped off a bunch of stuff at the station some people <coughs> so we're like where do we drop it off at and we knew that was like a drop-off location so we went over there and to me the thing that tripped me out was how many people were affected yeah was was the main one and it wasn't just like uh it was everyone bro all races people with money people with no money yeah um uh, but the people that were helping that tripped me out even more because yeah. it was the same thing and yeah. you've never you don't see that a lot no i think i think the last time i seen something like that uh was on tv when 9 11 happened yeah how nice everyone was being to each other uh now and i always hate to bring politics up i hate talking about it but it always brings like division up and it always takes like disaster or something bad to happen to bring people to together. bring people together yeah so it, i mean that's definitely a memory that you know that it's gonna last a lifetime just because it was a bunch of us who got together and did some something good for the community that's dope man um i'm looking forward to uh your continued success our continued success and uh you know just uh i'm looking forward to the next phase in uh in in mambo see seeing what you're up to next brother so so uh real quick just to put it out there uh so next year we're mm -hmm. celebrating our 25th year anniversary so uh um we're putting a uh a, a quick documentary together a rico and mambo one. Oh, that's awesome so i'm gonna i'm gonna want you to be in it too so i'm, I'm in bro yeah because we wanna we wanna get uh we wanna get you you know the other side of the people who listen to us and our friends and stuff so yeah. 
I think uh, you'd be you'd be a good addition to this uh, documentary, bro. Any, anything you're doing, I'm about it, man. Yeah, and so, so I'm, I'm looking I'm forward honored. to that too. So so uh, next year, like, be ready because uh, I'm I'm ready, bro. I'm a I'm a text or a phone call away. <laughs> I'll just sense it. I'll have that sixth sense. I'm like, Mambo's looking for me. There you go, <laughs> bro. Um, again, I, I appreciate everything you do for the community, and uh, I'm um, I'm proud to call you one of my best friends. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, 2020, baby. Salud. Cheers, bro. And now uh, you got to have Rico in here too, man. But mm -hmm. you got to drink water with him. Oh, and Perrier, bro. <laughs> yeah. Perrier. We, we got to do that fancy water, <laughs> there man. There you go. <laughs> got to do that, man. Cheers, brother. Appreciate you. Likewise, bro. Guess what? My dad promised me when we get to a thousand subscribers, my dad's gonna buy me a new video game on the Nintendo Switch. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and share with a friend.